We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, for years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from a conservative perspective. I am your host, Brooke says, conservative patriot, proud, deplorable, and columnist. You can, I write a weekly column every, uh, on americaoutloud.com. You can also read the column on my website, which is brooktalksamerica.com. Uh, make sure you connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and if you have any questions, send them via email. And if you would like to partner with the show, let me know. Okay, and I have as my co-host Colonel Jim Warshuk, who's the former Deputy Director for Intelligence at U.S. Central Command. He also served on the White House National Security Council and currently is the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP Chairman. He also writes for AmericaOutloud.com. Excellent article, so make sure you check him out there. Uh, from hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about, and certainly a lot is happening in America right now. Uh, you can also listen to the podcast and my show on AM860, The Answer, and on my website. Of course, everything's on my website. Um, I'm also on Captain's America Third Watch every Tuesday at 5.30 in the morning, super early, which is crazy. And also, Colonel Jim is on Captain Matt's show every Wednesday at 5 a.m. We're ambushing the airways with conservative thought people. My article this week is Democrat leadership, quote unquote, brings Weakness, destruction, and chaos. As you can see, cities are burning from coast to coast, storefront glass shatters, criminals on the streets, people are being terrorized. Every night in the news, it becomes more evident that these are coordinated and well-funded attacks. Okay, They're groups that are operating as a subversive entity. It's not... It's not spontaneous protest. It, these are organized. Okay. And what I hope is that the people who routinely vote for Democrats will wake up and see what's happening as their own communities are destroyed. The book of the month for June, which is appropriate because it is June is President Trump's birthday, is Let Trump Be Trump, the inside story of his rise to the presidency by his campaign advisors, Corey Lewandowski and David Bossy. It chronicles the campaign from the as candidate to nominee to president of the very unlikely they had such a small skeleton crew it's unbelievable that's why all of the the experts the consultants never thought it was going to happen but he did it he did it his way and no matter how much the experts tried to rein him in he was it was always going to come down to this let trump be trump and it worked so there you go Today's guest is Alicia Williams. She's the Assistant State Director for Blexit of Florida. Blexit is the organization founded by the awesome Candace Owens, and it stands for Black Exit from the Democrat Party. I have been watching and supporting Candace Owens since I saw her very first video, and I knew I knew that she was going to be not only a superstar, but that she was going to be very important for the black conservative movement. She's super smart. I mean, she is like fearless and whip smart and she's sassy and she understands how important culture is not only to young people, but to the black community. Uh, as you may remember, Kanye tweeted out those incredible seven words that really changed everything. Uh, 
unfortunately it brought some heat on Kanye, but it was really a game changer. It's where he said, I love the way Candace Owens thinks. She ended up working for Turning Point USA with Charlie Kirk and now has founded Blexit, which goes around the country and now has a chapter in Florida. So I want to welcome you, Alicia, Alicia, to the show and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell the audience how you came to be involved with Blexit. And also, you know, I was reading your bio. What made you vote for Trump? I'm from Miami, by the way. So we would have we would have been neighbors, but I ended up moving up here. So tell me about your story. (laughs) Yes. So basically, um, obviously, I grew up in, well, I grew up with both my parents in the household. Obviously, that's not something that um, happens a lot in the black community. Most people grow up in single-parent households. I grew up with both my mother and my father. Um, They always kept us active, always kept us in sports and things like that. But they never really, you know, talked to us about politics. So they were just Democrats. They themselves, you know, obviously didn't know much about politics. Obviously, everybody just followed along with what we thought we were supposed to be, which were Democrats. And it wasn't until this election with Trump that I was like, well, it doesn't seem like Democrats have changed a lot in my neighborhood. And I know Hillary Clinton's history, so I definitely wasn't voting for her. So when Trump said, what did you have to lose? I was like, well, I don't really have anything to lose, so let's try it here and see how it goes. And that's when I voted for him. And After I voted for him, I still didn't know too much, but I started to research and I was doing a lot more information and realizing how Democrats really do affect the black community in our neighborhoods. Like nothing has changed. It's been the same for years. And within that time frame of me learning and educating myself, I learned about Candace and as well as Brendan Tatum. They're both our founders of Blexit. And I researched them and I watched a lot of their videos and then I found out that Blakehead was going to, that Blakehead was opening chapters in different states. So they opened one here in Florida and I jumped on the opportunity to be a part of Blakehead. We had our first event in March right before quarantine hit. So that was our first event. We haven't really been able to do much now, but we've, we've been planning. We've been planning on how we're going to get back out and the voting, like we're right in the middle of the year right now. We're in June, so we lost some time, but we want to try to gain that back to inform a lot of people what's going on in their communities, who they who they, re- they need to be researching their leaders, making sure that they're following the right people and not just celebrities. And, yeah, that's just pretty much how I got into Blexit, and I'm ready to, like, get out there and make sure that we get the right vote. <laughs> Well, I tell you, and and you are a young lady, and your energy and your passion is contagious. I want to tell you, anybody that's listening to this is probably so excited because it's the there. I really think there is a uh, you know, for lack of a better term, I. I a revolution. The left uses revolution mm-hmm. in a different way, but I think there's an incredible opportunity and and that's happening. And and I see videos all of the time. I saw one this morning, and this um, is a black guy. He says, "I I came out today." You know, you know that's how you have to say. It. Remember Candace's first video where she was making, yeah. she was joking about coming out as a conservative. He goes, "I came out today as a Trump supporter, and I'm ready for all this smoke." And it was like he got so much love. Because, you know, America, MAGA, and you know this, you know, MAGA is for America first, for all Americans, right? So what's wrong with that? 
nothing at all. And you know, take offense to it. But it's crazy to me. The black people built this country. So the Democrats, mm-hmm. ball, you know, separate like they separate somehow or another. If you're black in America, you shouldn't love your country. We have a very difficult history and the very painful, devastating history in this country. No one denies that. But you're American, born in America, and you built this country. You should be American. But they don't want they don't want black people to think of themselves as proud of America. And I think that really like hurts my heart, you know, because that's not how it should be. America is for everybody that's an American citizen, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's like how I feel about it, because right now there is no better place than to be black is in America. I don't care what people want to say, because right now we already know our, well, a lot of people don't know the history, but our yes. own people sold us into slavery. So there, there goes that story. Like, our, If we came from Africa, our own people sold us over here. Right now there are still people being sold into slavery in Libya with the yeah. Muslim slave trade that is going on right now. There's still those things going on. You can't even go over there to Iraq or in the Middle East because they'll, they kill black people or they, they kill gay people. Like, I don't understand how America supports these, these different countries when they don't even support black people or black people support these countries when these countries don't even support black people. So it's really frustrating when people talk down on America, when there is no better country than America to be black. I absolutely love to hear that. And I am like, you know, I want to have you on, on the show, you know, several times throughout the campaign season and beyond. I, I hope that they bring a, you know, there's a chapter that comes to Tampa. Um, it's really, it's very exciting. So when is your next event? Do you have something planned yet? Um, yeah, right now, I believe we're planning something for July, and I actually think it's going to be in Tampa. We're trying to do, like, uh-huh. like a cookout, like bring a community together, like a cookout that we want to do. So right now, that's what we're putting together, where we're going to have this cookout, where we're going to have different people that's going to come and speak. I'm not necessarily sure who yet. But we're going to have that out there. We're going to have so much information because my goal is to educate my community on what is going on. I need them to know who their leaders are. I need us to get involved in local elections because Donald Trump is not our problem. Uh, It's what's in our neighborhoods. Who's our mayor, governor, district leaders? We need to know who all of these people are because they're the ones that's controlling everything in our neighborhoods. If we don't like what's going on, we have to go to those people and see how long they've been in office. Because if they've been in office for a very long time, well, what is it that you have done for the community to make it better? And that's like for uh, what happened with Elijah Cummings. I think he was over uh, Baltimore and he was yep. in the office for 33 years. And Baltimore is boarded up. They're living up in boarded up homes. Well, what happened to all of the money that went into these communities? And I thought the Democrats were supposed to be for black people. Well, it doesn't look like it to me when we're the homeless rates are skyrocketing. We're, murder rate is, is, well, it's gotten better, but murder rate, black on black crime is still through the roof. We don't care about each other. We want to talk about the police shootings, but we're still sitting up here killing each other. Like right now, I was listening. Um, I don't know if you know of Terrence Williams, but he made a video about all of the little children who was yeah. murdered. There was a little girl by the name of Chastity Turner. She got shot in her neck outside washing her dog. Yeah. 
washing her dog. Yeah. Like, how do you do And apparently, like, no riots. There are no protests for her or Tyshawn Lee. Exactly. Tyshawn Lee shot execution style in an alley. But they're like, oh, well, well, we're going to talk about that. I mean, but, you know, this is, these these are, we pay our taxes to the police and they're supposed to take care of us. And I'm like, well, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, the police are there. They're, they're the extra, in my opinion, they're the extra help. But in our communities, we're supposed to be protecting and looking after each other, in my opinion. We're supposed to look after each other. And I shouldn't have to have additional locks and things on my doors when I live in an all-black neighborhood. But my concern is another black man probably breaking into my house, killing, breaking, and murdering me and my son. That's my concern that I have. But I shouldn't have to worry about that when we go out and march together for Black Lives Matter. But... When I come back to my neighborhood, that same guy I was marching with is probably going to murder my son. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you need a YouTube channel. You are awesome. (laughs) Tell you. No, you are. You know what? You you're going to change the world. I'm telling you. And by the way, you spoke about Baltimore. You know, Kimberly Klasick won the Republican primary there. So she's on. I was looking at it, but I was I didn't know how to like see if she won or not. Oh, yep, I saw her. She won. I'm so glad that she won. Yes. Yes. That's you great. See. That's awesome. That's the, the first. All it takes is just one step. That first step, that's, that's all we right. need. And then we'll just go from there. If you can at least get the right person in office, make sure whatever it is that they have done over their past to lead them up to that point to get them in office, she should be able to be make a lot of success for Baltimore and get those communities taken care of. I want to definitely get involved see how I can help out because I feel like there's something great that's going to come from all of this. We're going to go through the bad, but every time you go through something so bad, there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I want to tell you, I'm going to have you back. You are that light, Alicia. You are that light and you are going to be something great is going to happen for you. And I will be happy to vote for you and help you in any way when you run for office, young lady. (laughs) So be thinking about that. okay? because I think that that's got to be in your future. You're a warrior. You You know that you're a warrior. Thank you. you. And I hope all the same for you and your radio show, because we need real journalists. We need real people out here talking about what's really going on and not being the puppets to the elites that are trying to just show us what's going, trying to show us the little pieces that's going on, but not what's really showing us what's happening out here in the world or in our community. So I really, if we can team up, if we decide to run or anything like that, we need each other at the end of the day. Absolutely. Well, listen, Alicia, I will have you back. We will be in contact and I'll be posting everything on the Facebook page and I'll get in contact with you about that. And then you can share and let your people know and we'll just share the information and I'll have you back. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you guys for having me. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. God bless. (laughs) You too. Bye-bye. Well, you are listening to Brooke Says and Colonel Jim on AM860, The Answer, Salem Media Group on Brooke Talks America. And was that fire or was that fire? I can't wait to vote for that young lady. Really, I'm so excited. She has given me hope for the future. I have to say, in all of this madness, she has really inspired me. And... Um, I, I'm very hopeful today, I have to say. Well, we'll be right back. 
to talk about more issues that are going on in the day. More Brook Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. I'm here with Colonel Jim, and you are listening to us on AM 860, The Answer, Salem Media Group. And as we are inspired from talking to Alicia, we're going to go on with some uh, what's going on in the country right now. And today is D-Day, right? The uh, 76th anniversary. I am so grateful that last year and not this year was the 75th anniversary, which is a massive celebration. I think they call it the gold or platinum. Um, you know, and that our brave heroes had the proper honor and memorial that they deserved. But I have to ask, as we going, as we're going through this horrible, you know, moment in our country, have we honored their sacrifice? How have we? We've allowed our schools, the media, entertainment, and even sports, sports, which is supposed to take us away from politics, to be taken over by radical leftists, which have created the very monsters that are terrorizing our streets. And I am not talking about what are, in fact, peaceful protesters. I saw a wonderful video of a young man who was standing in front of a store, and he was holding a sign. He was protecting the store. And he, you know, they were interviewing him and he walked, they walked up to him and he said, we're not about that. We're not about looting. Okay. That's not what we're here for. We're protesting injustice. Okay. And amazingly, he said that some of the people that had walked by and saw him and had stolen merchandise actually returned it. It was, it was very special. And I, you know, it was moving and I thought that's, those are the moments that are not going to be reported on the news, but that's leadership. And that's the kind of thing that brings real change, not hopey, changey, you know, slogans, but real change. Um, but, you know, what's happening is that the, terrorists that are they're brutalizing people and property and creating devastation in the in the lives of millions of people people who are already suffering because of the shutdown but regardless of what's happening and i i hate to say this but it's we're to blame okay we've let this happen and i'm really sorry but it's true as my motto i always say complacency is the enemy of liberty we have to defend liberty every day. So at this point, where we see where we are, you know that the whole academia is like 97%. There are very few Republicans, conservatives that have tenure. Media, everywhere, you know that what I'm saying is true. We've been working, and we, we're, we're the kind of people we don't like to be bothered. We want people to leave us alone. But while we have been wanting people to leave us alone they have been moving the goalposts forward if you're on twitter read the thread by jesse kelly it's excellent and it really is a good explanation of how we got here but think about this so china you know with the with the pandemic lied about the virus where we are now we have to understand we vote with our dollar every time we give money to the left who is now paying protesters and i'll get into that in a second whether it's 
Holly Weird, ESPN. If you give money to them, you're giving it to your enemy. Netflix, money to your enemy. Stuff from China, money to your enemy. It's impossible for us to snap our fingers and bring all manufacturing home yesterday. I get that. But it's something to think about. When we give, and, and this includes China, which hates us. When you give money to these people, you're giving it to people who hate you. And now some Holly Weirders are giving millions of dollars to rioters to bail them out of jail. These are the same people. They're not giving it to businesses which have been destroyed, which, by the way, means that the employees are also now out of jobs. So the working class that these people claim to care about, no. They're giving it to destroyers, to the people who caused this suffering. Trump has worked so hard. What did he talk about? Jobs, 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 all the time. Jobs, jobs, jobs in the economy. To give people increased economic opportunity and independence, which is what the left doesn't want, and I'll be getting into that. People at the low end of the economic spectrum the opportunity for upward mobility and it was happening the highest growth rate in wages was at the lowest end of the economic spectrum we had the lowest unemployment numbers ever for black americans hispanics asians women and now it's crushed not crushed i i know the employment numbers came out but it's really bad that's a fact we were just about to explode with Pent-up demand, as he, as Trump talks about it, after the coronavirus pandemic, and I say it, planned, 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 they planned it, and now this. And if you don't, you know, it's not being talked about, but for the insurance companies, it's like having a Category 5 hurricane in every major city in America. They're not going to be able to afford it, and many of them will go out of business. And the cost, what happens when the cost, they get passed down? Okay, it's not some miraculous box that the costs go in. You and I will pay for that. And who do these things, whether it's taxpayers that they go begging for the government, the Minneapolis mayor, of course, is already begging the federal government because that's what liberals do. They screw up their own cities and communities and then beg for the federal government money. That's your money and my money, taxpayers, but also premium holders. If you have insurance, you are a premium holder. You will pay for this. Who does that hurt the most? The poor, right? These are the people who say they care about the working poor and they are paying to free the people who have just hurt the working poor. Don't believe the hype. They are the biggest frauds of all. Jim is going to be talking really in detail about what's going on with the with the Antifa thing. And this is actually, you might really consider this. I call them ISIS, okay? Look at the, the picture of the Coptic Christians with the orange uh, jumpsuits that were on their knees. And that's what they, they're, these people are ISIS. The, the Antifa and all them, I'll be getting into this. And I'm sorry, but this is not about George Floyd anymore being killed by that cop. It stopped being about that the moment they started looting and all of these white liberals and Antifa started marauding all over the place, breaking windows and lighting buildings on fire. O'Keefe and uh, Project Veritas showed you those videos of the Bernie people. And don't forget, okay, Bernie, the Bernie bro was also the guy that shot Steve Scalise. These people are radical, 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 and they are violent. So go watch, follow James O'Keefe for the newest Project Veritas videos. Okay, they're talking about their anarcho-communists, and they're talking about violence and destruction. They even said gulags, gulags, and you're going to have to go to re-education camps. 
I'm sure Trump has these people, that guy Kyle Jurek. Anyways, so they confirm what the Bernie people said, that they're violent. Jim will be talking about this later. But we are stronger than them if we join together, and we will win. We just have to be aware of what's going on. Meet your neighbors. Make your networks. Stand together with other patriots. But above all, I have to just compel you, beg you, hold the line. There is an onslaught of, of atrocities uh, going against President Trump. You must hold the line. This is all about getting rid of him. And if you're paying any attention, you can look and see what life under Democrat bring will bring. We have to reelect President Trump. We cannot let Democrats get in charge. It won't be Biden. If he's alive by that point, he'll just be a puppet and a figurehead. I will be getting into more stuff on the other side of the break. You are listening to Brooke Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says, AM860, The Answer, Salem Media Group, and I need three hours for a show. See you in a minute. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. Um, You know, we have a lot of problems in this country. And by the way, yes, I am Brooke Says, and I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim, on AM at 60, The Answer, Salem Media Group. Uh, We have a lot of problems in this country, and sadly, we are still dealing with the remains of that horrible and despicable sin of slavery and segregation. Uh, There is injustice in America, just like there's injustice in every country, because human beings are very flawed creatures. It just so happens that we have... So much of this country, unfortunately, is is marred by that, you know, that sin. It's a sin, what happened. And, you know, we need to make it right. We need to work together to lift up the country and her people instead of tearing it down, which is what the left wants. Okay, they've shown you that they are straight up communists. They want what they want is total submission. What do you think of all this weird white people apologizing to black people, kneeling for their white privilege BS and kissing their feet is about? It's about humiliation and subjugation. That's what they want. And as I mentioned before, it's kind of like ISIS. But I want you to listen to a couple of these a couple of clips on really what's going on. And one is the famous or infamous Comrade Cortez, that uh, bubblehead who knows nothing, with her fake accent from Sharpton, the mail order reverend's NAN conference. Why does she have to talk this way around only certain people? It's almost, you know, it's very interesting. Anyway, so listen to this clip. This is what organizing looks like. This is what building power looks like. This is what changing the country looks like. I'm proud to be a bartender. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with working retail, folding clothes for other people to buy. And then I want you to listen to this clip from Tucker Carlson on really the Democrats siding with the looters and how they think of us, because that's really what's going on here. America's core problems, in fact, are economic. Can your kids earn enough to form stable families of their own and live with dignity? Everything flows from that. And that's what most Americans of all colors worry about most. So, of course, it's the one thing our leaders hate to talk about. That's not accidental. Again, it's by design. 
What you're watching is class war disguised as race war. Keep the population at one another's throats, angry, suspicious, tribal, and maybe they'll never figure out how much we're stealing. And speaking of the looters and some of the many very, you know, sad and heartbreaking stories there in Raleigh, North Carolina, after she re- uh, lectured the community, the police chief there, who herself is black, said she wouldn't send in the cops to protect, quote unquote, property. This is they don't they don't want property. They don't believe in property. The left, and which is another name. F- you know, property is another name for life's work. An investment? Well, one of her constituents, who is also black, Cyrus Glass, was forced to stand outside his store called Rocket Fizz, armed with a wooden stick. Glass said he's owned to the business for a year, and now, as a single father of five, the shop is the only way for putting kids on his, you know, food on the table for his kids. He says, quote, it's extremely hard right now to make a living, and I'm not with these kids coming in and destroying the businesses, the business. To be honest with you, I feel like the police department has failed me because they're standing here and letting these guys vandalize businesses. With that being said, what I'm doing right now, I'm protecting my own. When he was asked if he was concerned for his safety, he said, nah, you know why? Look over there. Those are my people. If my people are going to hurt me, they're not part of this good part of a good cause. This guy seems like the sweetest guy, too. Do you know what he did also? He sheltered the reporters when it got crazy. So he just had his business vandalized and he's suffering and he sheltered the reporters. That's who these people are hurting. Okay. How is this justice for Cyrus Vance? Cyrus Glass, I'm sorry. And how many of the Democrat Party are now talking about defunding their police departments? How is that going to be for the criminals? What is that going to say? How is that going to help small businesses, business owners? But they say they care about the working class. I don't think so. Right. When Trump said when Trump tweeted out liberate Michigan and the left lost their minds and said he was promoting Kristallnacht, who is looking like Kristallnacht? And I'm just going to say it. Okay, the left. The people that are on the streets doing the violence, it's the left, just like their German counterparts in the 30s are the brown shirts and members of the National Socialist Democrat Party. Yep, I said it. And though just don't believe this. Okay, they're trying to make it seem like these are Trump supporters. We don't have anything to do with that. I can promise you if only the thousands of people who attempted attended Trump's rallies in each major cities came out and confronted the left. This wouldn't have happened. This wouldn't have lasted an hour. But we don't do that because that's not who we are. Plus, we don't even know that our local mayors or sheriffs wouldn't arrest us instead of the actual criminals because that's how it's happened. Okay, remember the Open America rallies? They didn't, they arrested them. Some guy playing catch with his daughter and then lets out the criminals. And I want to tell you never, ever, ever surrender your guns, America. Ever, in fact, get to the range, get some non-lethal self non-lethal self-defense options, and some self-defense skills, and be aware at all times. But never give up your guns. This is very sad and insane. I just want to give you a few quotes from civil rights activist Bob Woodson on the Democrats. Dollars have been spent the poverty program. Seventy percent goes not to the poor, but those who serve poor people. So many of those people taking office use this money to create a class of people. Uh, who are running these cities, and now after 50 years of, of liberal Democrats running the inner cities where we have all of these inequities that we have, 
race is being used as a ruse, as a means of deflecting attention away yes. from critical questions such as why are poor blacks failing in systems run by their own people if race was an issue, even a criminal justice system. And if we continue to look at life through a racial prism, when, when evil wears a black face, it will escape detection and therefore correction. I left the movement because I realized that uh, many of the people who suffered most, poor blacks, did not benefit from the change, that their demographics was used by some of those leaders. It's more class than it is race. Yeah. And so they used it, and, and now race is being used to deflect attentions away from the failures of people running those institutions. The question is, why are black kids failing in school systems run by their own people? When Eric Holder was a U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., a lot of young people were shot by the police, but they were black police shooting black kids, and not one was prosecuted. Uh, there are two people that I think are destroying this country, and that are guilty white people and angry, rich, entitled blacks who, who continue to play the race card, and then and they don't have to live with the consequences of their advocacy. So I want to talk with, open it up to you, Jim, about what's going on with the Trump's executive uh, order declaring Antifa a terrorist organization, what that means, and what the imposition of the insurrect, Insurrection Act will mean for breaking these Soros and, and by the way, Democrat-funded groups, because they're all funded and coordinated with the Democrats. So what do you say, Jim? Well, that's that's a, a great segue into this. Um, one of the things most people don't understand, and the mainstream media and even some of the conservative mainstream media is really not giving people a clear picture of what's going on. And I say that because there's actually uh, you have to have to break this down into three areas. The first is, you know, of course, we are uh, mourning the death of of um, George Floyd and what occurred there. And that's that should be represented by peaceful protest. One of the things that really floored me that we haven't seen, where are the candlelight vigils? Where are those? We didn't see any of those, and, I, and there's right. a reason for that. This was used as an impetus for what we are actually seeing. And if it wasn't this incident with George Floyd, it you know, most likely would have been another incident set in play, or they would have waited. But there, and, and there's all the likelihood that it would have, would have occurred. Something would have had to happen. For this to happen. The second is the looting, which is uh, the most detrimental uh, to businesses, even black owned businesses, because most of this starts in the black communities in the cities around the country. That is that is the frenzy that this starts. But the real heart of the problem is is Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Both organizations are hard-left communist organizations. The founders were hard-left communists, and their purpose is to destroy America. Their fundamental purpose, and I'll repeat it, is to destroy America, to create such chaos, to create such havoc, and to create such destruction. That's what it's about. These are hardcore communists. These organizations uh, grew out of, and I'm going to say it, during the Obama administration uh, back in 
2013 and for Black Lives Matter and then uh, Antifa a few years later. Now, but also Antifa just – really I, I want to interject here for a second. These are actually the children – uh, and the grandchildren of this, the SDS movement from the 60s that were violent radicals then, like Bill Ayers. And I mean, yeah, we had yeah. pretty much beat that down, so to speak, over the last 35, 40 years. Uh, and they've always been there. And this this really was part of the effort uh, during the Obama administration to re cause a resurgence of this and to build them back up again so that had there been a Republican elected, you know, if Hillary Clinton was elected, this would never be happening. There would be no reason for it. They would have perhaps used Black Lives Matter and used Antifa for other things to submit or cause people to submit. You have to understand what communism is all about. It's all about submission. And that's what we're seeing. Just as just as you said, uh, you know, the demonstrations and 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 using things like you know kissing people's feet and causing people to to kneel and everything that is all a sign of submission that is i um you know using the the left wing radical communist ideology to cause people to do this it's indoctrination it's played on tv and on the air and in videos on social media and people are watching this and they're and it's and it's all caveated with the right tone and language for people to accept it as okay and they're using liberal guilt as White you know, liberal as the guilt. driver behind this, white liberal guilt, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So that's what this is all about. This is this is their, you know, their hail mary play because everything that's been tried against Donald Trump, starting with, you know, Russia collusion, and we went through uh, the Mueller investigation, we went through the impeachment process, we went through. Uh, COVID-19, all the Chinese virus, which I actually call it, <laughs> all that. Um, and, I, and I say that is because I see there's a there's link, linkage there to that. There's a lot of yes. things that reflect there that the, the you know, destroying uh, American businesses, create, creating a environment where people are out of work. And when you have young people out of work, they don't and worry out of about school. And out of school, they're not worrying yeah. about putting food on the table as, as you know, you know, older people who are in the environment have families in their homes. These are people who now have nothing. They're sitting home. They're getting bored. They need something to do. You know, we were, we were, you know, sports aren't on TV. There's nothing going on. They're getting bored. This was what I see as part of the methodology to get them out of the house. You know, and you have to ask the question, you know, why are the, it's okay for them to go out in mass groups and march through cities, yet everybody else is told to stay at home and, you know, wear their masks and everything. Where's and, the you know, social distancing? Where is the social distancing? <laughs> in, with, with, with exactly. Tell me how that works. So here, here we have um, a group like Antifa. and uh, We're coming up on a break. Okay. So you are listening to Brooke Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says, and you are listening to AM860, The Answer, on Salem Media Group. And we will be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. You know 
Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says, with Colonel Jim on AM860, The Answer, Salem Media Group. Remember to connect on Facebook, Twitter, email if you have any questions. And if you'd like to partner with the show and be a sponsor, let me know. I just want to, before we get back into the, you know, the, the stuff you were talking about, Jim, I just want to let everybody know that apparently the brilliant uh, Mensa candidate, Joe Biden, has said in his own new deplorable moment, because he has so many of them, is 10 to 15 percent of Americans are just not very good people. Hmm. That's about 48 million people. So I wonder who he's talking about. Maybe it's the deplorables and he'll be, you know, slammed for that, I hope. But also just a reminder, because you're going to be talking about Antifa, is that like 13 members of his of his campaign have donated to the rioters, looters, which they're calling protesters, which those people are not. Okay. The peaceful protesters are not who Democrats are interested in or else they would be talking to our friend Cyrus. But anyway, so I just thought I would let everybody know as you're getting ready to talk about Antifa. So go hit it. So as we go into this, one of the things that is being uh, looked at, and it will probably occur in the next few days, the, the the president, along with the attorney general and the uh, Department of Justice, are going to label Antifa a terrorist organization. And what you have to understand there is, and a lot of people have said, when are they going to do it? They should have labeled them that a long time ago. Well, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, Thresholds and criteria when the the federal government labels an organization a terrorist organization. It's not just, I don't like them, they're doing bad things, so we're going to make them a terrorist organization. They have to be able, they have to be doing certain things that justify labeling that. And when you, and when you think about it, you know, there is a list and you can go to the State Department website and look up, uh, terrorist organizations. There is a list and when you're labeled a terrorist organization, you're put in the same class as organizations like ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Shabaab, and the list goes on and on of the different terrorist groups around the world. And that's a, that's a critical thing because when we label a group a terrorist organization, it's not like we wait till the next incident happens. We start doing things immediately. First off, and because this is a domestic situation, and, and we'll talk about Antifa a little bit more because they are a worldwide organization, but yep. domestically, we have 56 what are called joint task forces made up of uh, the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, and all the uh, law enforcement agencies under that organization, and includes the Coast Guard and everybody. They now have a standing order and they'll be working with local police departments around the country and state, you know, police departments, state troopers, sheriff's departments to track down the Antifa leadership, membership and all kinds of organizations that support Antifa because they have the intelligence. Now, one of the things um, that I want to answer for people say, well, why haven't they done this a long time ago? Well, they didn't do it because, as I said, they didn't do certain things. There are a lot of groups out there that may appear to be uh, violent extremists, but until they actually do something, you can't really arrest 
or charge people with something that just because they're thinking about it. Um, we see lots of conservative groups, people who go out and shoot weapons in the woods, doesn't make them a terrorist group. We even see Islamic groups, and we've seen, well, there's these training camps around the country, but they haven't done anything specifically yet where it's a considered a terrorist act. Uh, you know, we, we've seen incidents over the over the course of history in the United States. Uh, some are determined to be later on after the analysis, well, they were probably a terrorist act. So the situation that arises here is now Antifa has done things, and we're collecting intelligence on them, and we're building the case against them, and that's what's going on now and has been going on. At the same time, Black Lives Matter, it is on the verge of being labeled a terrorist group, too. You have to go back and look at uh, the origins of that. Uh, two women who were hardline, hardcore communists were the ones who started Black Lives Matter, and I don't want to burst the bubble of anything, but Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with with black Americans. It has everything to do with being a radical left-wing, violent extremist group, and that's what they're doing. They're working hand-in-hand with Antifa to do the destruction of what we're doing. And, you know, I'll give you a, just a glimpse of the intelligence that we're watching. We are monitoring how they operate and what they do, and we'll see uh, the process of what happens. They'll go in. They know their targets. They know what they want to hit. They hit specific buildings because of either the economic value because it's a you know a mainstream store let's say like Macy's we saw that happen in New York well they'll break a window well that automatically generates people to start running into the building and looting and everything and while the looters are not necessarily part of Antifa or Black Lives Matter they're un- they're working under the frenzy of everything going on with the police there and they're trying to thinking that they're, you know, they're, they're getting something for nothing by doing that. But there's a process to that's part of the destructive process. Let them do it. Then in a lot of cases, you'll see, uh, I call them the igniters. They come in after the store has been looted and they toss uh, flammable things into the building and set the building on fire. And while that's going on, that's a distraction. Those, Antifa members are going on to the next target in the city, which is, you know, either another department store or some other building, and they're doing that, and the same thing will happen. And it it creates a frenzy. It creates a destructive uh, situation where now the police have to react, and what they're trying to do is bait the police to get into a situation where uh, perhaps there will be police brutality or they will get police. There's a number of instances where a police officer was injured and they'll turn around and attack the other uh, police officers coming to his or her rescue and shooting them. That's why we're seeing this going on. They're, they're entrapping the police uh, and, and sheriff's departments and whoever, whatever law enforcement it is in whatever cities. This is a process. This is what they're doing uh, to do that. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you how violent Antifa is. There was an incident about a week ago where there were three or four police officers trying to apprehend an Antifa member, and another Antifa member walked up and took a steel rod and split the guy's head in half while the police were trying to cuff the guy. Well, the cameras are going, and what does it look like? Police brutality, because you only saw this incident for a second, and, you know, people on social media can take that, edit it, and put it out there to cause, um, you know, people to get 
you know, more shrill and up in arms over that incident. So these are the type of people they're doing. The end justifies the means with them. And this is this they is also the know, that we're seeing. They also know that the that on page 19 is where the truth about a video or an incident will happen. And so the average person just reads the headline, they see the short clip and they assume the narrative is set. The media knows that and that's why they push it. Exactly. And so we get that aspect of it. Okay, here's the next aspect. And this alludes to what you were talking about with 13 members of Joe Biden's campaign who are donating to Antifa. Once this group is determined to be a terrorist group, then the RICO laws come into effect, which is, you know, the racketeering laws. And what they're going to do with that is it gives them the federal government all the authority to track money down to the source. And what's happened over the years, and, and many people have seen it, there's lots of groups that are set up to take donations. And those groups are really acting as a front company or a front organization. And that money gets passed to another organization, which is, you know, two or three steps away from the actual organization, Antifa uh, or Black Lives Matter or whatever the group is. And that money gets funneled into there. And that, that organization acts as a bundler and then more money. So what happens is uh, under the RICO laws, the federal government can go, okay, $100,000 was given this week to Antifa. I'm just I'm just using this as an example. Who were the contributors of that $100,000? And they'll go back and back and back to the original source of that money, and they can take that information, make About an arrest on a left. person saying, okay, and those people will be rolled up, and they will be arrested for contributing to a terrorist organization. So that's how it works with the, with this, and that's what we anticipate seeing. We are, we need, we really do need three hours for the show. I swear. There's so much more that we could cover. Um, I want to thank you for all that information, Jim. And we will be, you know, in future shows, we'll be talking about this. Obviously, it's probably going to continue on, unfortunately. Um, So thank you so much for listening. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says, on AM860, The Answer, Salem Media Group, here with Colonel Jim, as you just heard. And... Unfortunately, as I've said, we've run out of time. So make sure you connect with me on Facebook, Twitter. Email me if you have any questions. And again, if you'd like to partner with the show, let me know. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Brook Talks America. been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, connect by email info at brooktalksamerica.com by Twitter at Talks America and listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860. The Answer.